Hi, thank you for joining me and welcome. My name is Promise and I'm so glad that you're here. Today's episode is going to be talking more about myself, officially introducing myself and also um, explaining as to how this podcast came about as to how am I behind the mic right now. So about five years ago I was introduced into journaling and I really loved that and that was great uh, it was like a lot of work and money I had to buy notebooks and stuff um, so around the same time I got myself a, a very nice fancy smartphone well fancy at the time <laughs> it was an iPhone I don't know maybe six five I don't know but this new gadget of mine was incredible because it could record very easily and I could access it very easily. So I started doing that and replaced my journaling for the most part with recording. So every evening I would finish up everything and sit with my phone and start recording myself going through my day and kind of bringing in whatever wants to come up out of me so that's where it started and I've been doing that for about four years or so and in the past four years I I did it almost every day if not every other day but (laughs) definitely like four times a week or so and um If I would like change phones, for example, then I had to like save all my recordings on my computer and move them. So it was kind of also still somewhere to be done. And I couldn't just access it like online, for example. And that was also like, yeah, I need to do something about that. But what really pushed me into um, thinking about starting a podcast was when about three months ago I got my phone got stolen someone took it um, and everything of mine just vanished and if you've ever lost a phone like like that it's such a like a painful um, invasion like someone just invades your privacy and I know I mean I live in Cape Town robberies happen all the time and I, I, I've experienced also a few, and I know that just people going into your personal space, even if they would just take something worth one rand, it's still hard because they're invading your, your trust into the world. And that's how I felt. But the most important other part, I lost my recordings, I lost all my stuff from my phone. So then I thought, You know, back in the days when Facebook came about, I used to post on Facebook and I would write something like, Facebook, please keep this for me as a caption. (laughs) As like, the theory was to use Facebook as our um, photo library for life. Like we could just access it online in any device and any gadget. So that's where the idea came about with this. So I thought, ha, let me do that. And if people can listen in, I mean, I think that would be great. But for the most part, I'm just doing this for myself. And I'm 
being confident enough that you know people might listen to it and might hear my own ways of thinking on all of being love uh, which brings me to the name of the podcast so for the past couple of years i've been fascinated about the topic of love um, in relation to other people to our planet to things food a lot of other things how do we become love and in this journey i discovered how not to become love like is also just as important and is how to be love so the podcast name is being love with promise um or being love with promise but nah i'm confusing now <laughs> the pod, the name of the podcast is being love yeah <laughs> and i'm the host so thank you and welcome thank you for being here um there's a lot of different things that i want to talk about and that i want to share that i'm currently in the process of for example um understanding how do we become love in our daily basis in a lot of other ways or how are we not love how can we balance the two do we even have to balance being love and not being love and what does that even mean really <laughs> not being love or being love um so that is my topic of interest um in case you're wondering you know what where am i gonna base all of that how am i gonna talk about that so a little bit about myself i have experienced quite different cultural diversity i grew up in soweto um as a Sowetan lady as a Sowetan girl uh life uh, there's no better way to actually put this but i've learned a lot as to what love was in that setting of uh, a township setting a classy setting and then i moved on to live in like a town um in in cape town in the city in the main city and i experienced this totally vast cultural difference and by the grace and luck i got to travel the world so i've been around in africa i've been in right now i'm currently in in germany in europe and just experiencing how people communicate love or how they express love has been something that i've been following and taking note on so i professionally also oh okay maybe i should stop it now no i can't cut it out so i professionally also um work with ways that i think it's being love and i would discuss more later on that but yeah for the most part that's just me and that's um what why i'm here and i'm here bringing in my small ways of being love the last song for tonight for this evening Ura? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sings to me?
Who will ferry me over the river? songs are old so you have you could only go there was no bridge you had to go to the river and a ferry boat hey florian told me that you came to south africa also on your boat when you were um, pregnant with lawrence <laughs> in, in the in the 60s was it the 50s or the 60s yeah <laughs> yeah wow Gideon, thank you for for, for singing so many nice songs today <laughs> We started doing it still was light, daylight, evening light. Thank you. Wow, I'm gonna sleep very beautiful today. Okay. And please tell me when you play again. I would love to to come and join. Sometimes I play outside. Uh-huh. They want to listen, but it's better to do it. <laughs> <laughs> because you sound so beautiful. That's why they wanna listen. Okay. It's very beautiful. Uh, good night. Good Good night. You know what? This kind of material, this, this uh, it's folded like that. You had it in the nineteenth. 130, 50, 60, 70, then it disappears and then it comes again. Now it's coming. Now it's coming. Yeah. I have Vintage. to dance, you know. Yeah. 
vintage. Yeah, now they ah. call it vintage because it's all the stuff from the from back from the sixties. Yeah, I didn't know it was also on the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, and in nineteen hundred thirty, when oh. they when they know how knew how to do that. Yeah, I had a woolen material uh -huh. oh, in nice. the winter mm. from that gray. <laughs> it remembers. It <laughs> reminds you. Reminds me. Yes. Thank you. I have to learn English. I have to learn German. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Oh, the moon is so beautiful outside. The river is flowing. Life in the village. Wow, so now I just spend an hour with my mother-in-law listening to her and her husband playing folk music. Oh, so beautiful. Right now I feel so grateful for my life like it's describe love as an intense feeling of deep affection it also says um, it's a great interest of pleasure in something I think both those terms are very beautiful and uh, correct um, and I specifically chose the name of the podcast to include love in it because it's such a mysterious for me it's such a um okay very lightly used or sometimes like too intensely used uh word yeah so today we're gonna dive more deep into love what the heck is love <laughs> hi and welcome my name is promise and i'm your host here at being love so love <laughs> when i first experienced love like consciously um i was a little girl and i think i fell in love with someone so i was in primary school and i was in love because i had all those feelings of love this warm fuzzy feelings in my stomach and i was like ha, huh, okay that must be love i really connected the two of course i did not know that i've been feeling love this whole time like my family like with my dad and my sister like 
people around me, my mother. Uh, I had love going on and I was experiencing love, but it was like just a normal thing happening. <laughs> so that wasn't considered as love at all in my mind. But when this new feeling came about, I was like, okay, now this is love. And I remember being so scared on acting on it, talking about it, or even paying attention to it because of in my culture in my upbringing that feeling was something to run away from you're gonna get pregnant <laughs> and is a 12 year old girl uh, now i was younger maybe 10 11 i don't know i understood that this was something not wanted i shouldn't be feeling this and i remember going to sleep and i would just think about this boy in class fantasize about him really like make this like movie stories almost like where i see a whole scene happening <laughs> so i would see him talking to me and we would talk and i mean something that didn't happen but i would just be living in this world in this fantasy world i'm not sure if a lot of other girls actually did that still don't know but um i never acted on it he was very interested in me i think um he i mean he would come to my desk and make small talk but i think we both obviously just didn't know what was happening so fast forward i kind of those fade away took a long time but they did but i have had first experience of love that was amazing um i'm telling you this story because everything that happened after that um, everything that happened after that initial being in love moment that initial feeling that first butterfly was kind of like ah i'm going back to that feeling ah i'm going back to that feeling again so still didn't understand love for my family or in any other way in fact I really got so annoyed by my sister most of the time and my parents which is yeah <laughs> so um love in the family I didn't really feel and gotta remember in my culture in my upbringing the aim is not to really cherish a child or give them like lots of love and all of that now nah, quite the opposite like not give them but you must be firm, you must be strict, you must make sure that they listen and obey. And yeah, so that, that was my life. <laughs> and when I then, around 16, when I truly fell in love, I think it was the first time that I embraced, that I was like feeling these feelings and I could like allow them to, to happen. So just like a few years after that first um, feeling, I was being hit on, <laughs> I was being asked on by this, um, this, you know, like a man, I guess, like, but he, um, okay, he was around 23, I think, yeah, maybe 23, and I was, 16 gonna be 17 something or maybe i was already 17 i don't know but i was almost out of high school i remember yeah so maybe i was doing grades 11 or grade 10 i don't know but it was the first time i uh, i allowed to have a boyfriend i allowed myself to have a boyfriend in secret of course 
and in <laughs> over the years when boys would hit on me when they would ask me out, i always had like no um because either they i had very weird reasoning um that I, I just was scared of my parents really so with Usandi it was quite different because he took initiative he was obviously older he's done this before you know he would just like you know yeah like and I would just vibe in his flow and his flow was so warm and fuzzy and so dangerous <laughs> and I just was experienced this this rush of of emotions that i just didn't know and he would really do such risky things and like weird things and i would be part of that and i thought oh my god he's so cool (laughs) i'm not sure if he was maybe he was i don't know so when we first went out i'm not gonna go into the whole details but when we first like we were dating it was kind of agreed upon that we will not have any sexual anything happening because I used to be checked. It sounds weird now, but like the it's in my culture, it's a beautiful process where women um, go to ceremonies where they kind of are guided by elders and they get to be checked. Virginity, it's, it's not really a virginity testing, <laughs> like it sounds, but it's more than that. It's just women gathering and making sure that you're still on the right path i guess so he was a very traditional young man in a sense of like took pride in his culture and he knew like you know i I better like not step on anyone's toes here and i love that about him but we did a lot of other things that was like oh my god (laughs) what was happening (laughs) And Osandila was very gentle and very, um, like, just, yeah, take me along. So I felt strongly in love with him. I mean, he was my first love. And I, 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 it was so strong that, like, my stomach would hurt when I just would think of his, 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 his essence. And I would still continue to have those imaginary fairy tale story <laughs> happening in my head. Like what's gonna happen, whatever, whatever. That still went on, but I was at least living it also kind of um yeah, full time with him. And he would come to my grandmother's house. I was living at my grandmother's house at that time when I had the boyfriend. And he would knock in our room, which was right at the back where the girls' room were. And in the room, it was my younger sister, Upindile, and my mother's younger sister, Uzanele. Uzanele is also a couple of years older than me, maybe five years, but she's super cool. We grew up together as almost like we the same age kind of vibes. So he would come and knock on the window open up and we'll stand just right out of the window because there's no there was no backlit door so i'll just jump out of the window and we'll just stand here and they knew what was happening obviously they'll just close the window and i'll stand we'll stand outside for hours um he would tell me about whatever we would kiss i mean i think he was teaching me how to kiss because obviously i had no idea how to do that <laughs> And I would feel so much emo. And I think 
now that I think about it, I probably also felt like some sexual emotions that I couldn't explain at that time. Probably definitely did. But still, I felt head over heels and I was in love, truly in love. And I just wanted to savor that moment when he was there. I didn't want him to leave. We would stay there for hours and suddenly the sun is coming up and I'm like, oh my God, that's my grandmother. (laughs) He's going out to work. (laughs) And my grandmother will be opening the door and going out and then I hear the the gate and yeah, she's gone and I'm like, I haven't slept and I have to go in and then prepare for school. I mean, you can just imagine how taxing that like that was <laughs> but I was I had the energy for it I had love driving me for it I would go to school still did great and no one suspected a thing and no one ever caught me by the way because <laughs> that happened for it didn't last long I would say it probably lasted like three weeks because unfortunately I had to move and as soon as I moved, I moved back to my father's place because my father was in the hospital. So he came back. We had to move back, meaning I had to leave that area where Usandile was from. Um, but yeah, that was nice three weeks experience of my life. Um, well, at that time, <laughs> I mean, I've had way nicer times now. <laughs> but at that time, that was was very nice. And Sandile's mother was such a doll she really loved me she wanted me to marry her son she literally told me that his uncle used to call me as well told me that um they want me to marry into their family i was only 17 i was like wow okay we're talking about marriage but i thought about like i was like yeah maybe i should just marry young and (laughs) be with my husband (laughs) but no that wasn't gonna work so fast forward had a lot of other boyfriends in between after Sandile and had fallen in love fell out of love but my interest today is that that those initial feelings how they then kind of fade away like like just waves you know they come up high and then and then they fade because I remember being so in love with Sandile and I remember also just being like why are you here <laughs> when he would come drive so far like he would borrow his mother the, the mother's car and drive all the way to my dad and i wouldn't even want to go out to see him and i don't even know why like it was so weird Pindile, my sister would be like come on you need to go and see him he's outside he drove all the way to see you and i just suddenly wasn't interested and suddenly what changed i don't know I would like to understand that. But I think um, a lot of people experience that, that. That's when they say maybe you fall out of love. I think the distance quite had a lot to do with with that. And also, um, there was a lot other things happening in my life at the time. You know, my, my parents were not together. They were always had their own issues and me and my sister were like kind of just alone, the two of us having to just deal with ourselves. So I also had that and I just didn't have any space anymore for for that feeling. I didn't have 
and it's space there was just too much stress at times even stress of what are we gonna eat today like there's no food so there was absolutely no space anymore for fuzzy feelings and feelings of love you know so eventually usandi like gave up on me and um yeah i guess he moved on if usandi would ever listen to this voice note i think I would really love to thank him for giving me those first experience of being like really being held in such a masculine posture in such a like I was I was really held and was introduced to like you know you can rely on someone in this way even though they are strangers that you literally just met like a week ago <laughs> but they can provide you such feelings inside without even knowing you and he was a really a gentle is he was someone that i would call um of course i mean i stand to be corrected i was 17 God knows <laughs> I can't really judge him that well. But at that time with me, I experienced this masculine, this balanced masculine who can be soft but also, you know, like you know, masculine in his own right and loves his culture, loves his being, his job. He was doing a job of I think he was a security or something. Like he wasn't anything fancy, but he just took pride in everything of his and I love that. And he took pride in being with me. He would like tell his family, you know, take me to his mother like a week after we met. <laughs> he took me to his mother. And he understood among like the no sex policy that I had. Like that was kind of like spoken, not spoken. And he was great. And he really introduced what it's like to be in a relationship with i mean being in love of course there's a lot of other things and we were only together for three weeks so i can't really you know it's different being in a three weeks relationship but being in a year or two or three year relationship right um but yes that was my first love well second love i guess but that was my first life love it was open and both people knew the first one was just in my head and all these feelings and nothing ever acted on now <laughs> right now i'm married so yes i've ended up finding that love <laughs> again and my husband um in his own right is just as beautiful as a masculine man and we fell in love quite quickly also and just rushed things quickly and that it was just so genuine and and then maybe on other episodes i would talk more about how we met and how he became my papa because he is my papa now <laughs> ah thank you so much for joining me if you are listening um yeah till i make another podcast episode which might be soon i will be doing more of these first loves um episodes because i think they're super cute and just love in terms of romantic love aspects yeah and a lot of other ways of being love how are you becoming love my darling being love Remember, be love and receive love.